0: Welcome to the Iowa Innovation Podcast, powered by Nuboco.
1: This is the show where we talk to leaders in innovation, education, and entrepreneurship. Hey, what's up? I am Anthony Betters. And I
0: am Jessica Abdoni. And today's guest is Allie Schmidt, Business Development Coordinator for BioNeo's Inc., and today we are going to talk about imposter syndrome and giving yourself compassion.
1: We're also going to dig into Allie's background and what she's achieved in her young career.
0: And how you and Jeff Bezos have more in common than you might realize.
1: So with that, let's innovate Iowa.
0: Just a baby. Tell us a little bit about yourself and how you made it to EntreFest, which is the first time that I met you.
2: Yeah. um, So yeah, I'm Allie Schmidt, as I said. I was born and raised in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. Um, So pretty cool to be here. (laughs) And my parents actually own a greenhouse in Fairfax. So I grew up really close by and in the entrepreneur lifestyle, I guess, because... We got a Midwest dad. He's definitely going to push you to work. So that was my life growing up. And then I actually started like, getting into EntreFest last year. My boss was like, we're going to go to this conference. It would be cool if you went. Are you interested? And I was like, two days off work. Why not? Mm-hmm. So, And I loved it. So I actually thought it would be pretty cool to speak on imposter syndrome since I think it's something that a lot of us struggle with, like I struggle with it. Mm -hmm. Um, So I feel like it's very real to talk about something that you actively struggle with. Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And if you want to go into detail, could you let the listeners know what exactly imposter syndrome is?
2: Yeah. So imposter syndrome is like the feeling of that you haven't achieved something even though you did earn it. Hmm. Um, so a lot of people experience this after going to school or getting a training certificate on something. They'll be like, oh, but I'm still the newbie at it. I have all these like people that are above me um, And even if they're in the same class, they just feel a little bit less. It kind of makes them feel like a fraud. Um, They feel very anxious about what they know.
1: You're a fraud. Yeah.
2: Yeah. (laughs) makes you feel kind of fake. Like, I
0: I don't know if I really did this. I think I read a statistic of there are so... I mean, I obviously didn't remember the statistic, which (laughs) makes me great for this podcast. But a ton of people go through imposter syndrome, which is comforting. But then you're also like, well like it doesn't imply to me like I think one of the main kind of hit, like downs of like an imposter syndrome is that you feel like y- it doesn't apply to you because you still feel like you're in it, that imposter like yeah. I still feel like imposter syndrome doesn't apply to me because I'm still like I really
2: am a fraud like, yeah I'm not it is real for me you know that makes a lot of sense I always like sometimes it really makes you feel like a barbie almost like you're very fake like very plastic like oh I just pretend to do this but like I think that's how we all get to the better level is you just fake it till you make it I love yeah you know
1: (laughs) I don't know why I'm having a hard time like going with this like could you give me just like a real life example of like imposter syndrome
0: you've never felt imposter syndrome
1: I mean I'm as real as it comes girl so I don't I don't know
0: Yeah, I guess like it's so like
2: I'm in the tech industry and it's very common for a lot of developers to get out of school and they'll be like, oh, but like this other person in my class is way smarter than me. Mm -hmm. So they kind of it's like, oh, but you learn the same stuff and you might go through a different route, but it's better. Or they're just a little bit shyer about knowing their thing. So. I feel like there's different topics that we get imposter syndrome on. Mm -hmm. Um, Like earlier we were talking and you said like design is not your thing. Okay. But you might actually be kind of okay at it and good at it. Like I'm sure like at college when you did your dorms and stuff, it wasn't bad. (laughs) Maybe had like the brown bedding or the navy bedding. No,
1: I mean, I didn't have anything (laughs) on the walls. I just just left it blank. And if all I had was, of course, a microwave, a couch, a TV, and a bed. And in the oven, I'm good to go. Yeah.
2: yeah. So you just, it, you didn't mind it. And it just, imposter syndrome is very different for everybody. Mm-hmm. Um, I sometimes experience it, like, even in this setting, like, it's a little bit of imposter syndrome for me personally. I've never been on a podcast. So, like, I was, like, I'm still a little nervous doing this even because it's, like, just so different, even though, like, I do know this
0: topic really yeah. well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You feel like you don't deserve it, even though you've had, de- like, Multiple times being told, and also like achievements that you have, but you still feel like you're undeserving yeah. of it. So, can you tell me when the earliest feeling? Because I can tell you my earliest feeling of imposter syndrome, even if I couldn't name it specifically the feeling, but when was the earliest time that you felt like an imposter?
1: Dun, dun, um, dun.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, heavy, but definitely when I was younger, probably within high school, was like the first time that I was like realizing I was like, why do I feel this way? I'm- um, I, it was kind of weird. Like it's actually when I first started going to like new Boco events
0: yeah. was
2: because like in school, like I very much, I'm blonde. So like I am a dumb blonde, which is okay. Cause sometimes I am. Don't say but, that's imposter. Exactly. And I let that really run my life, especially through high school until like, I did start to realize, like, why am I thinking like this? Like, everybody else is so much more confident in these things. And people say I can do it, but why don't I feel that way? Yeah. And so, like, I did start, like, seeking out, like, why do I feel this way? And Google is a great place because I definitely thought a lot was wrong, but it turns out, like, I'm pretty yeah. normal. Everybody feels
0: this way. I, so. I definitely thank Google for a lot of things growing up because you would always just – I that's how I found out imposter syndrome was why do I not feel like I'm smart or worthy enough of something and then I looked up and Google kind of pulled up imposter syndrome yeah and I was like oh this so makes sense but even in my head I was like but that doesn't apply to me like I still am not smart enough to do this like I'm not dedicated enough to what I'm trying to get at absolutely it's not imposter syndrome I'm still just not smart enough so you just talked about new poco programs uh I know what program you went through, but can you tell everyone your very first experience with NuboCo STEM program?
2: Yeah, so I went to the Girls Plus Plus camp, and it was like a Saturday day camp. Um, I tugged my niece along with me, so I looked like not the oldest person in the room. (laughs) And it was a day of web development, and it was actually really cool because it was like, we're going to teach you how to make a website, and what do you want to put on that website? Here's some ideas And it was just a whole day of, like, other women and even other guys that were, like, very encouraging of, like, what can I help you with? We have this resource. And then even after that, being, like, hey, you did a really good job on this. Like, we have this program, um, which then, like, they have Coder Dojo. Yeah. And all these different, like, activities that were free, which was awesome, Mm -hmm. that I was, like, oh, I could do this. Like, I enjoy this. This is creative. And I could do this as a career.
0: Absolutely. Do you feel like Nuboco, the Girls Plus Plus, like gave you the confidence um, from like an earlier onset to put you on like where you are now? Because I always feel like if there were more programs, like we have Girls Who Code, Coder Dojo, Girls Plus Plus. I always think like if young women or young girls, sorry, had that kind of confidence boost, that imposter syndrome would be a little bit easier when they moved on to like a field that is mostly, you know, it's men. Um, And I always think women are more likely to experience imposter syndrome than men. Yeah,
2: it was super encouraging because not only did I get to see people who are older than me like working in it, but I also saw people who are a lot younger than me doing what I was trying to do, Mm -hmm. which in a way it was kind of frustrating because I was like, okay, if this seven-year-old can do it, I can do it. (laughs) Yeah. So it was a little bit like, okay, I'm going to figure this out. And like, then it was like, okay, wait, my niece is doing it. This seven-year-old in front of me is doing it. Like, this 13-year-old is doing it. This 30-year-old does it for a job and yeah. loves it. Like, <laughs> I could do this. Like, this can't be that hard. Yeah. So it was very much a confidence boost and just, like, knowing that, like, there is a service that I, if I wanted to, I could probably hit them up and be like, hey, how did you get there? Right. Yeah. Which was very nice and encouraging.
1: No, yeah, I think that that is pretty amazing. I mean, that just goes to... Uh, uh, test what NuboCo is doing and especially for those different programs of how they are reaching of course not just kids right adult. but I mean yes I would I would consider you an adult um, just to have that change of mindset and to be able to go into the career that you now just so happen to find and actually like right yeah, yeah so like the job that you're in now could you kind of go into detail about what you do there
2: yeah so girls Uh, Code++ was the start of me being a website developer, I guess. Um, I got really into that, which led me down the path of like figuring out how to program different things and databases, which took me through like Kirkwood, and then I transferred to the University of Iowa, which this was just a super crazy path that I took um, because I kept wanting to learn more. Mm -hmm. I was like, okay, if I can do this with the web, what can I do with a computer? And then eventually I kind of was like, you know, this is fun, but I love to talk to people way mm-hmm. more than just sit at a desk. And so now I work for bionails and we're a scientific technology architect firm. And I work Ooh, on Ooh,
1: sounds p- fancy.
2: It's super fancy, mm. actually. <laughs> so we, I work on the business development side and I do a lot of like lead generation, our marketing and advertising content. Because I think it's really important that the way we work is how I guess- I think technology should work and Mm -hmm. technology development should work is being collaborative with Mm -hmm. the people who don't know technology and as we are the people who do know technology. So I get to be like a liaison sometimes between clients and our development staff to be like, hey- we could really make a custom platform for you that will work well because i have this full understanding of technology mm-hmm. i just don't necessarily want to get into the nitty-gritty of it yeah. for sure so now it's kind of been great because i can also help encourage other girls that do want to code or want to be in tech and business like it's
0: it's not an easy path necessarily but it's an accessible path for sure. I, I love that with you're talking about imposter syndrome but seriously for as someone who works in marketing and trying to get people or leads from people who may not know anything about what you're doing you have to know so much so in order to tell a story or be able to like do a what like you know um elevator pitch to someone about what you do like why it's meaningful why they should be a part of it so like with imposter syndrome like I know everyone has imposter syndrome, but you have so much information. So the fact that you still feel like uncertain or unconfident, just like shows just how powerful it can be.
2: Yeah. Um, it's pretty crazy because actually 82% of people have imposter syndrome. There's that statistic. There I forgot. <laughs> Thank uh, you. Hey. And that's four out of five people. So like, there's literally five people in the room. So, all but one of us, Anthony. Yeah, um, Anthony is just a confident it.
0: person here. Hey, yeah. Which is guy.
1: like,
2: we want to be that one person. Like, yeah. how do we get to that You point? want to be like
1: me? Is that what you're saying? Yeah.
0: yeah. Oh, like, what's it like walking in a room going, I, oh, if you didn't see, uh, Anthony just put his shoulders up and, like, just like, <laughs> you know, like a like, little confident, shy. How does he be like, I'm the one? Uh, I'm the guy. I know everything. <laughs> yeah. Anthony is just so charismatic. He'll walk into a room and be like, "Oh, here I am, guys." Stop <laughs> it. Stop it.
1: Stop it. If you could see me blush. I no, you probably would not be able to see me blush. I'm <laughs>
0: uh, <laughs> um, but how I think for me imposter syndrome just means like it, sometimes it's is simple. It's just like walking into like walking into um sometimes I think walking into a grocery store and I'll see a girl like going through the shampoo and conditioner and I'll be like, she probably knows so much about hair care and her hair looks so great. Her hair is so great. I just don't know anything besides like having long hair ever since like high school and being able to care for it and it hasn't fallen out. Mm -hmm. But like, just like everyone just seems to be going through life so much more smoothly than you are, even though that's not true. Everyone has no idea what they're doing. And I think when someone told me that, I think it was when I graduated college or university. Um, like, I just remember going, I just don't know what I'm doing. And my guidance counselor, who's a lovely person was like, yeah, I don't know either. I was like, well, that's not helpful because you're supposed to tell me. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I've heard that
2: a lot too. And then it's kind of, it's like, that's not helpful. I I need a how to guide. And then it's like that firm reality of like, there is no how to guide. Yeah. There's no how, how to guide to life. There's no how to guide for entrepreneurship or really anything you do. Yeah. There's, Certain steps, and like I'm using air quotes, um, like certain steps, and like the common themes, but like everybody's different. Like, personally, I'm at the age where like people are getting married and like buying a house and having kids, and I'm like, I don't really Uh, want that yet. And I'm like, Am I wrong? Am I wrong for not wanting that or like not wanting to take that path right away? But it's like, No, like it nobody said that's how it had to be done that's just how it's commonly done and I can do it differently
1: right and you're doing it different now right because especially within your family lineage is there anybody that's kind of been in the job um sector that you're in
2: no actually that's like also like the weird thing is nobody I was the first one to graduate college all four years in a row same and so it's like was very weird like Every, all of my older siblings took a different path and, like, they all did great, but I'm, like, I don't know what I'm doing. Like, yeah. And so I, every time, like, especially my senior year of high school, I was, like, I don't think I'm going go to go do anything. Like, I'll just get a job or, like, I'll go to Kirkwood, I guess, because that seems easy. And then I was, like, no, what do I want to do? Like, I, it really was, like, that one day where I woke up and I was, like, no one's going to pick this for me mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. somebody will and I'm not going to like it. Yeah. Yeah,
1: but do you... But what I hear from you is that just take the leap of faith and just go for what you believe in, because if not, and then you, I mean, especially like with TikTok and like, you know, just social media as a whole, you can be able to attach yourself to somebody else's life and try to follow their path, right? Just because you think that that's cool or, oh, hey, they're making a lot of money in this area. I want to go do that. Instead of you actually focusing on yourself and trying to find exactly what fulfills you to where, you know, so where you won't have to leap in over to the imposter syndrome. Um, dang, I feel like I'm preaching a little bit right there. Um, but no, but I think that that is like definitely true. And I applaud you, especially for like you being like how young you are in the sense of not even following like what your parents were doing and just kind of seeing like, hey, this is something that I want to do. And I think it's cool let me go for it and actually let me actually do a speaking engagement on this at entrefest about it and so kudos to you girl
2: thank you yeah it's it's crazy scary but you just kind of have to do it and like i kind of it's the thought of like no one's gonna do it for you yeah you really do have to take that leap because otherwise like life is not gonna just all of a sudden happen for you one day yeah. we all have these big goals but like Are we going to wait around and then be like, oh, I just never got to it. Like, yeah. So you kind of do have to do it. And that's a big thing as an entrepreneur. Mm -hmm. Otherwise, things fall
0: behind. So it's crazy. No, absolutely. I think one of the best realizations for me as well with imposter syndrome is realizing that everyone around you is kind of going through life at the same kind of Time that you are like no one no no one knows what's happening tomorrow or the next day they're just kind of writing their life out and they don't really they're just kind of making it up as they go along so one of the things that I think of is you know even the richest person in the world or you know anyone who I feel like is more successful than I am which you know it's like the comparison as well comes with imposter syndrome as you do see people who are getting married having children or people on social media I think our generation kind of see themselves through them and try and think, wow, I I need to be better at this. I need to do this. I'm really stupid or I'm really behind on life, which is not true. Everyone is you're not behind on life. This is your life. So do you have any kind of advice or ways to get through imposter syndrome? Yeah. One of my favorite things
2: is like giving yourself compassion, which is always like so much easier said than done. Mm -hmm. Like I we're always like, oh, just be easy on yourself. Take it easier. One of the things I've always learned to ask myself is, like, what would I tell my best friend if they were saying this is how they felt? Aww, yeah. Because, like, I'm going to be a million times nicer to my best friend than I am to myself because, like, I do see everything that they do all week long and then what they come home to and then everything that they have going on behind the scenes with their family. Like, you have a lot on your plate. Like, you're doing a really good job
1: mm-hmm. managing
2: what you're doing. So that's something that I always take myself back to, especially, like, imposter syndrome gives you like sometimes that panic feeling of when you are comparing like oh my gosh I haven't bought a house yet or am I doing enough for my business am mm-hmm. I should I be working over time and doing this more stuff but it's like at the same time are you happy with where you're at like take a deep breath it's mm-hmm. okay what if your best friend came to you right now and all said that stuff you'd be like whoa you're doing a great job though right. yeah so it's like your inner wisdom being like it's it's gonna be okay and like Also, one I really like to do that goes with that is like saying affirmations like I'm going to do things on my own schedule Mm -hmm. like I am good at what I do. I'm happy with where my life is because a lot of times we do feel that way, but we get caught up in these big moments of being so scared of what is what comes next or if we're prepared enough for the next thing. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, it's very hard to like be like this is the right way to do it because there's so many different right ways to manage it and just kind of sticking to your gut which is an old feeling but like you do know that you're good at something so Mm -hmm. like you have to kind of be like I am good at it and it like might feel a little cocky the first time you do it Mm -hmm. but like if you're the best baker and you keep telling yourself like oh I'm really not that good like People are gonna stop coming to your bakery when you want to be the best baker. Like mm-hmm. be like, yeah, I was voted best baker. <laughs> like it's actually true. Yeah. so like, on, Great British Bake Off. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> exactly. Like, nominate me. Let's go. Yeah.
1: And that's where I feel, of course you know, like our podcast is called Iowa Innovation, but that's where I feel like the majority of innovative ideas come from is people. Of course, just uh, more so being true to themselves and kind of like, of course, a lot of people come up with a lot of great, quote unquote, crazy ideas, right? Um, but of course, a crazy idea was an electric car, right? Yeah. A long time ago. A crazy idea was as small as a, a calculator. You know what I mean? But, of course, if somebody didn't have that idea and actually just stuck with it and said, this is going to be something that's going to be able to move forth in the world, that's going to be able to change a lot of different things, not even thinking about the money aspect of it, you know what I mean? And just thinking about that process of like, okay, I'm just going to go dive in super deep into it, and I'm going to make this happen Um, because you kind of give some – uh, maybe details of what you might have brought over to BioNeals in the sense of your innovative ideas and kind of what you bring to the table to help them grow and uh, on the business development side?
2: Yeah, so that's actually a really interesting question because I have like a really interesting background how I came to BioNeos. Okay. Um, while in college full-time, I was working in the bridal industry, um, so I was in a completely different headspace when I switched to technology. Where at? Heart to Heart Bridal in okay. North Liberty. I was going right. to say,
1: there's one of the bridal spots over here that's closing down. My
2: yes, sure. so Heart to Heart Bridal is your spot. Rochelle's the best. Oh, <laughs> plug. plug. Um, but, so I was in, like, selling to brides and being very personable and, like, all these customizations, which I then realized, like, I can easily translate that to tech. Like, at first, I I got hired, and I was like, I did it. And then Steve handed me the keys, and I was like, oh, my gosh, you gave me the keys? I'm just a kid. Like, <laughs> you really trust me with these keys to this building? Like, this is really nuts but then i was like wait i can take everything i learned from the small business to this tech business and kind of like customizations happen in tech they happen in bridal we have to sell personally to the customer because every bride is completely different and every tech company is completely different everybody who has a tech idea it's insanely different Mm -hmm. so like just the ways of thinking that's different. Like mm-hmm. I'm one of the few girls in the office, which it just makes us think differently already. Yeah. Um, and so just bringing in the ideas of like, hey, my bosses are really smart and kind of encouraging their imposter syndrome to mm-hmm. go the way
0: and just encouraging different calendars and different ideas is always fun. Okay, I, nice. I love looking at those... Um, business ideas where they're like you can tell there were no women on this marketing like discussion of just like how products turned out or the messaging because you're just like how so Ooh, i don't know if mm. i can talk about
1: dive in it. deep you don't, <laughs> gotta, you don't gotta name names
2: i'm not naming names but i just like there's certain companies yeah also that definitely like
0: you sometimes see commercials for and i'm like, like mm. Mm. a woman definitely wasn't on that panel like or
2: maybe one
0: was that Got very silenced.
2: Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like, you could kind of see, like, hmm. Because I'll
0: see something and my boyfriend will be like, was it that bad? And I'm uh, like, oh. Just, like, maybe, like, a tiny thing that replicates something that women, like, might not love. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> I'm sorry. I was, I, I, was I, like, I, I I'm threw trying you under the bus there a little bit. No. But, but I do understand what you're talking about, which is why, you know, which makes sense for it to be more inclusive. Uh, to have those different ideas, especially for like women products or just um, uh, women ideas, Mm -hmm. right? Of course, it wouldn't be ideal to have a panel of just guys creating things for you all when we have no idea how, you know, your body works or uh, what what you're thinking or anything like that. Well, Alex
0: Kobol Frakes, who does the Agenda Period app, she said that majority of the uh, people who make period products or do apps for uh, menstrual, cycling, like cycle, sorry, I can never talk when I'm on this podcast, which is a great <laughs> thing to have, um, We're majority men. Mm. And so she had imposter syndrome a lot when she was making um, this app because she was like, well, you know, am I, is this app going to be great enough, good enough for women? Um, sh- like she had to make a sp- spot uh, um, between a world that did not look like her and, or and she had to imagine it, how it would look for other women who may not look like her either or have like come from her background. So it's um for women I feel like sometimes imposter syndrome is just a little harder to deal with because we're going into spaces that with no one that looks like you or thinks like you or has like you know the same things going on once a month uh, as people around the table and so um I think I'm glad that we kind of were together trying to talk about like commercials that we see or products that we see and we're like you knew exactly what I was talking yeah. about when I was saying. it like you just like interesting yeah but I'm so sorry. I kind of cut you off there.
2: No, no. I th- was thinking exactly how you felt. And it it is interesting because like a period product, period apps, it's definitely a woman's area. But like mm-hmm. being a woman, she still was like, wait, how do I make this my space? But it already is technically her space. Yeah. So exactly. that is always weird. Yeah. It reminds me of like the keynote speaker from Fest with Black and Bold and how he had to make his own space. And I think that's what we're all trying to do. Mm-hmm. Um even as like an employee, not even as an entrepreneur is like, like a lot of people like, Oh, brand yourself now. And that gives a lot more imposter syndrome where it's not just branding yourself. It's just like, who are you? Yeah. What do you want to do do? fit in
0: this world? I think yeah. is a big thing. You said also during Entrefest was that, are you a first generation student or were you just the first um, child in your family to go all four years? I'm first generation and the first child to go all four years. Oh, nice. Wow. Um,
2: so it is kind of crazy because, like, my parents were very encouraging. But at the same time, like, how much can I ask them is, like, something that yeah. always went through my head. And, like, am I going to make them uncomfortable is, like, a concern. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't – like, nobody ever wants to make their parents necessarily feel, like, super stupid. So, like, I was like, I don't want to be like, hey,
0: can you help me with this? And then be like, I don't know.
1: <laughs> hey, it happens all the time yeah. with the better's house.
0: <laughs> when oh. you yeah. <laughs> I think kids, honestly, I think your parents should accept that one day they're – I'm going to regret the day that if I ever have kids and they come with me with math problems past the second grade, Mm -mm. be like, I'm so sorry. Like, go ask someone else. Like, yes, but I'm first generation student as well. And I just think like figuring that out is so hard, Um, especially when you're in college classes and people are saying oh my dad went to this college as well and you're just like I'm not smart enough like my parents didn't so should I not be here Um, like I'm not an alumni family like what does that mean what's
2: FAFSA why is everyone bringing that up (laughs) (laughs) yes like with FAFSA like my senior year I was like
0: what the heck are we talking about yeah
2: like how do we even read this
0: yeah it's just definitely an extra step like with college applications it was so hard like I did it all on my own not that my parents weren't willing to help but it was just like I was almost scared to ask them too. Like imposter
2: syndrome over that. Like, should I be doing this? Like my parents tell me this is what I should do, but is that real? Yeah. Like, I don't, it was like very nerve wracking all the way around. Yeah. Absolutely. And,
1: I don't know if we touched on this or not, but what was your exact major at the University of Iowa?
2: Yeah, I majored in informatics and human-computer interaction.
1: What the heck? Yeah, So
2: uh, that's a major? <laughs> yes, it sounds so crazy. It's, um, so it's UI, UX focused, so user interface, user experience. Mm-hmm. So big buzzwords today. Um and it's essentially a computer science major without the math which uh, I loved. How could I I, I know. Oh my gosh. She's gotten I'm, into that. I know. I'm terrible at math so I was like I cannot do that. Like I just need something without the math. Uh-huh. And I saw that and I was like this is this works this nice. works. Oh, Such and a then, smart cookie. Oh my gosh. And <laughs> then
1: even with that of course no. You, you went into uh, you went to the University of Iowa majored in I don't know exactly whatever what you, you just said, said ten seconds it, back. It, yes, it's UI UX <laughs> in, included in that. Um, what made you choose BioNeos? Like, what made you want to work for them?
2: Yeah, um, I love a small company. Um, I kind of knew, like, out of college, like, I wasn't going to go to a big company, so I was kind of looking for littler companies, and I found the BioNeos application. It was like, do you like working with tech and? software development but doing the business things of it and i was like yeah i think i i would like that Mm -hmm. um and i applied um kind of casually seeing what would come out of it and steve sent me an email and i kind of was like okay and i got to talking to steve and that's when i was like i really like this company because not only were they like saying that they're mission focused and driven Mm -hmm. I could tell, like, when I was talking to the owner of the company that it it was real. Yeah. Like, you can kind of tell when, like, a company says it and then when they actually behave that way. Mm -hmm. And I could feel that from that first conversation over Zoom. Mm -hmm. And then we got face-to-face and we were just talking and I was like, I'll just be honest. I'd love to work for you. I'd love this job. Like, I think I could do a good job at it. Like, being mission-focused and being a small company – Um, and he's like, we are a top down company is how we say it. So like how the boss behaves is how he expects you to behave. Mm. So like taking time off and prioritizing your mental health and doing professional development Mm -hmm. courses is really important to him. So it's kind of nice to like actively see that. So then when you go to do it and you take days off, it's not weird. It's encouraged, which I think is always a good, is a great place to work and, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've loved it ever since.
0: What does your boss have to say about your impost like imposter syndrome and talking about it? Does he ever Relate to that, or is he like Anthony who just says, I just walk in a room and I just know everything about everything? Yeah, yeah.
1: Don't, don't get it twisted, <laughs> listeners. I'm not full of myself. No, I'm, I'm, I'm just confident.
0: Exactly. <laughs> that's what we want. We want the confidence. He's just a very confident person. <laughs> yeah. He's just confident he's got the right answer. Yeah, times.
1: even if it's wrong, I'm going with what I got.
2: Yeah, that's what we want. We want to be that one. <laughs> yeah. Um, Steve and I actually relate a lot on this topic because. Mm-hmm. I'm actually really lucky. Everybody I work with is really smart, but I think our entire office kind of struggles with it sometimes Um, because there's a lot of people in the tech space. Um, And so it's always like, well, like you're not Jeff Bezos and you're not Elon Musk. You don't have this big tech. And it's like, yeah, but we do a pretty darn good job. Like, have you seen our platforms? Like we created Classroom Clinic, which is great. And it's a mental health platform for the classroom. Pretty wow. And yeah, it's a great one. And like um, we actually did uh, foundations and learning, um, which is they have quite a few gaming applications for learning. Um, so Steve sometimes is like, oh, well, we're just a little company where there's 10 of us. But it's like we're small but mighty.
0: Absolutely. Like
2: we've made some pretty awesome game changer platforms that are impacting lives like across the state and across the country which is amazing and like that's our end goal so like not only are we living out our mission so yeah we relate to that but it's kind of like we do a very good job on our team of being like Okay, we feel this way, but let's remember the truth. Like, what are Absolutely. the facts here? Like, you have a growing company that's been around for 18 plus years. Like, next year, we turn 20. So, like, that's awesome. Oh, wow. Something to be celebrated. That's yeah, They've
1: been around for 20 years?
2: Yeah, next year will be our 20th anniversary oh. for BioNails. There's they're...
0: still, that's incredible, 20 years. Yeah, like... two college best friends, so, like, it could be done.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and you're, what, 20... 24. Oh, okay. Dang.
0: Yeah. So that's You should throw that awesome. back on Steve. Like, when you created this company, I was only four. Hey, just
1: that, humble him a little. I don't know why but that that makes me think about, like, what we were talking about off mic.
2: Is,
0: I'm a baby. I'm just a uh, baby. I'm just a baby. I really was just a baby. And yeah. he was starting the company. Yeah. I think that's... Um, first of all, I don't know who's writing that email going, you're not Jeff Bezos. Like, <laughs> you're not Elon Musk. Like, whoever's writing that just needs a reality check. But I think... um I just think looking back of all the things that you've accomplished thus far, whether it's simple as getting out of bed in the morning and going to work or as big as graduating college, like you just have to think of all those things, those steps that you've taken to get you today. And I really think that helps with imposter syndrome as well. Yeah. man. Like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos, I hope brush their teeth in the morning. And so you just think they're just people. One, you know, richer than others. You know, one has rockets, but you think... Yeah. They're just people that have just accomplished our are, are on the same kind of life journey as everyone else.
1: No, I agree. I mean, I would just say it goes back to what my my dad, my mom and also some of my coaches said is that especially if you're uh, sports, that was a thing for me growing up. I did play a lot of sports. And let's say if we're playing a football team that has, you know, bigger guys in us or a basketball team that has bigger guys. And us, we're like looking at them and, you know, the coaches and the family, they can see the fear in our eyes because like we're not. We're not as big as these guys. We can't beat these guys. But then it goes back to say they put their shoes on just like you do. They put their shorts on just like you do, right? Mm-hmm. Did you practice harder than them? Maybe. You know, you just got to go out there and give it your all, right? And it's, it's kind of the same testament to you as uh, what you were saying, Jessica, is that you just have to wake up every morning and just attack the day and just know who you are as a person and know exactly, you know, what you want to do. But we all have our different paths and we all have our different um, – um, I guess, yeah, I guess our different paths to where we want to make it in life. And there's always going to be bumps in the road. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's just the fact of you getting over those bumps and not staying behind and actually moving forth. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that's a way to, for some people to maybe get past that imposter syndrome and to kind of find themselves is to stay grounded, but also have people around you. You know what I mean? that can be able to speak life and to you. Um, so no, yeah. that's just like my, sh- my spiel. I'll get off my soapbox now.
0: No, I think. <laughs> no, that's yeah. perfect. Um,
2: Cause like one of the things I always remember is like, you've already conquered every mountain before you've already climbed these hills. Yeah. So you kind of have to remember like, I, I have taken this hike before yeah. and right. I, I, I survived. Yeah. I'm, I'm deserving. deserving to
0: be here. I think that's something you always have to say when you're going to a meeting is I deserve to be here. Mm-hmm. Yes. I you deserve deserve to to be you gotta no make sure you put
1: the work in too. What? You gotta make sure you put the work in too right yeah because of course you know you may see somebody like jeff bezos or any of those people right like it took them a lot of time to get to where they are but a lot of people don't understand that they yeah. just see like oh yeah he's so wealthy and rich he I don't, so lucky i don't know how he did this this is such an innovative idea yeah it took a while for people to actually to uh to get on board mm-hmm. and for uh the world to be like oh Wow, this is something that's going to be able to change the world.
0: I think imposter syndrome can be a superpower. I remember um, when I was in university, I was doing an, in, in my se- going into my senior year, and I was like, I don't have an internship. Oh my gosh, I'm not going to find a job. Like I it was just spiraling, and I remember just going out and emailing any kind of like I have journalism major, um, and so I was just going out into every publication and writing. To anyone that I would listen about needing an intern, I was like, I will, I will just collect coffee. I just need an internship. And I remember um, when I got one for Little Village magazine. Thank you so much, Little Village. Um, <laughs> love you guys. And I then with imposter syndrome, I was like, I don't deserve this internship, even though like I clearly worked for it. I gave them writing samples, whatever. And then so I started working harder because I was like, I have to prove myself. I have to prove that I'm going to be here. And I ended up doing really well and stayed there for six months longer than I needed to for that internship. And then that's what kind of led me with Nuboco because I had writing samples and I had really cool people that could um, be my references. So sometimes I think imposter syndrome can give you like a small boost because you're like, I've got to prove myself not so much that i'm working to the bone and like going crazy but it does kind of for me i always turn it into a superpower going well what can i do to prove or not even to prove but just to prove myself that i am worthy of this space sometimes but you're right anthony people do need to work (laughs) i'm working right now i'm doing a great job (laughs) no you are thank you you.
2: Yeah, I always call that voice in my head that little bully. And oh, I always, yeah. I always like to listen to them. I, like, I call her her. It's a little version of me, honestly. Aww. And, like, because <laughs> that's what it is. It's, like, a little scared version of me. And, like, sometimes she's right. Sometimes she's like, hey, should we prepare? Like, are we really prepared for this? And sometimes I'm like, oh, wait, you're right. I'm I'm not prepared for this. And then other times I'm like, I am prepared. I know what I'm talking about. Yeah. No one knows what's in my brain except for me. Like, I'm going to be okay. Yeah. It's kind of nice to be able to listen to that brain and kind of like use that voice of like, okay, yeah, I actually do need to prepare.
0: Yeah. (laughs) Or like,
2: actually, like, no, I'm just going to dismiss
0: that. My voice is my 15 year old self because I was. feral when I was 15 like I was so mean to myself not mean to myself but I was just I was just a general teenager who was just really mean and so whenever I have that voice I always it's an empowerment voice but it's also like 15 year old Jessica who like did not care what she said or how everyone looked at her um so yeah I always think my 15 year old self is on my my shoulder going are we really wearing that are we are we real but then there's other times going do you really got this or do you need to read those notes again and I was like yeah okay you're right. 15 year old self.
2: <laughs> no, exactly. It's like the, just those little versions of yourself. And like, I feel like sometimes mine changes to like 15 year old me and like 17
0: year old yeah, me or five year old me. Like sometimes if I ever feel like an imposter, I always think of that being like a scared five year old again. Yes. Going back to when I was like a kid. And it's just so strange how your your brain kind of like you have different ages where you felt these things more powerful and i just think sometimes like whenever i get imposter syndrome i feel like i'm a five year
1: old again i feel like i'm scared it's called trauma jessica
0: (laughs) (laughs) probably you know anthony's like i am mentally well (laughs) and you guys aren't (laughs) but like
2: i definitely not
0: oh my god (laughs) i've talked to a lot of friends
2: that feel that way because like i personally came from like lower class a little bit poorer Mm -hmm. like small house and sometimes i'm like why should people listen to me? Like, I'm Aww. I'm that trailer park girl. Like, maybe I should just go back to that. But then it's like, wait, I, I was? Like, yeah. let, let's not forget where I came from, but like, I have worked for this, you know? Like, yeah. I put this up there. And like, I've heard that a lot with like entrepreneur friends. Like, um, one of my chiropractor friends was like, you know, sometimes I go back to like, oh, I'm just a little small town guy. Like, I just mm-hmm. played football, it was like really into the body. And I'm like, you have your whole own practice here. Like, yeah. mm-hmm. Everybody trusts you. People love you because mm-hmm. you know what you're talking about. It's like, yeah, you're right. I'm not just like this little thing. Like I am. I'm this now.
0: I'm a grown-up. Yeah. I always think of first of all. First of all, yeah. I think sub- from where you've come from it doesn't have to, and also it does shape who you are because you know you have a different start of life. You have had like maybe it being more difficult, but then also you use that to become like empathetic towards people who are in that situation because you've been in that situation or uh, how you've grown up and you've used it to your either your advantage or you know growing I think people always kind of just blow off of how they've grown up and they've kind of and um, they don't recognize it but I think it's really important that you've said that because I think some people look at that and think like that's it's not important. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and even now, like now that of course we're having this conversation about imposter syndrome. It Welcome makes, to the conversation. Oh yes, we've I'm been saying. here for almost an oh, hour. Oh my goodness! It just sparked something else in my mind. Um, I was having a conversation with my brother yesterday, and we like sometimes we just just talk about life. Yeah. Um, just because he has a totally different life than I have, and I have a totally different um, life, of course, but it just kind of goes into who who is speaking what into your life, right? And, like, what are you actually, like, listening to? It even goes into, like, music and stuff like that. Um, and then that's when I think about, like, cognitive dissonance, right? Mm-hmm. And so I, I just pulled it up here. And so cognitive dissonance is the state of having inconsistent thoughts, beliefs, or attitudes, especially as relating to behavioral decisions and attitude change. You know what I mean? And so, I I, I mean, I'm a firm believer in your thoughts actually matter, um, and what you're actually receiving is either via the TV or radio or just your inner circle and the people that are feeding whatever into you. It truly matters in the sense of where you'll propel off in life, because it's like what you were talking about in the sense of, yeah, you know, like, I, uh, I'm i not good enough. Like, should I go off and do what I want to? Hell yeah, girl, you should, you know? And that's, what, and that's why I love speaking to Um, to kids just because sometimes for them, if they might not have that role model in their life to be able to speak um, good value into their lives, they might not be able to get that. And so that's why you see some individuals, they just stay, you know, they stay running the streets until they grow up and pass away, but they just never had somebody in their lives be able to speak um, true life into them and say that you can actually go off and do this. You know, you don't have to be stuck in this, you know, this level here, you can be able to actually excel and go for your dreams and get past whatever that you want to do.
2: Yeah. And it definitely is that like encouragement. And I think that comes back to like a lot of sport coaches. Um, mm-hmm. I think that's where a lot of like, especially here in the Midwest and Cedar Rapids, that's where like a lot of kids get their foundation for that encouragement. It's because that's where a lot of kids have their outlets, like those coaches that are like, hey, you can do this. Like, you know, I- Coaching is not my full time job. A lot of the times, so right. like showing those kids like what is available, or like being at different events that like NewboCo puts on, and being mm-hmm. like, "Hey, I do this," you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. a lot of those are volunteer ran, which is always awesome.
0: I always love going to those events like Coder Dojo, and I've been to the Girls You Code and Girls Code Plus Plus, and because it's girls that like are not n- just uh, don't know what they're capable of, or yeah. you know, most of them don't know what they're capable of. And then you're just looking at and going, oh my gosh, you're capable of everything. You're just so cool that you've even just shown up at this event and that you're working hard towards what you want to do, or you're trying something new, even if you don't go into it as like profession. And so I just think it's awesome to have those programs to give confidence to young girls and, and boys mm-hmm. um, so that they can go off into the world and say, I deserve to be here. So, um, we really appreciate you ha- being on this podcast, yes. and I hope you know next podcast you're in, you know, you don't have as much imposter syndrome because you did great. You <laughs> well, thank did you. an amazing job. Yeah, yeah so it's easy to talk everybody. to you guys, so it makes it easy. Absolutely. Nice. All right. Thanks so much to our guest Ali Schmidt for coming on the show. You can learn more about BioNeo's by visiting new.bioneo's.com. That's N-E-W dot B-I-O-N-E-O-S dot com.
1: And if you love the show, please subscribe and leave a review. You can also visit our blog, newbo.co slash blog to find key takeaways summarized and detailed.
0: This podcast is produced and distributed by Upload Media Group in Cedar Rapids, Iowa. For more information, go to UploadMediaGroup.com.
1: Finally, we would love it if you can consider a donation to Nubo Co. Your contributions to our nonprofit help us continue to serve innovators, educators, and entrepreneurs across the state of Iowa. To learn more, please visit nubo.co slash donate.
0: I mean, if you donate, we can get more success stories like Allie Schmidt, who went to Girls Code Plus Plus. So your contribution does make a difference.
1: Amen. Twenty-nine.